Matthew tells the good news. Chapter 1 Jesus Christ came from the family of King David and also from the family of Abraham, and this is a list of his ancestors. From Abraham to King David, his ancestors were Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah and his brothers. Judah's sons were Perez and Zerah, and their mother was Tamar. Hezron, Ram, Aminadab, Nashon, Salmon, Boaz. His mother was Rahab. Uh, Obed. His mother was Ruth. Jesse and... King David. From David to the time of the exile in Babylonia, the ancestors of Jesus were David... Solomon. His mother had been Uriah's wife. Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa... Jehoshaphat. Jehoram, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz... Hezekiah. Manasseh, Ammon, Josiah and Jehoiakim. And his brothers. From the exile to the birth of Jesus, his ancestors were Jehoiakim, Shealtiel, Zerubbabel, Abiud, Eliakim, Azor, Zadok, Achim, ah. Eliud, Eleazar, Mathan, Jacob and Joseph. The husband of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Who is called the Messiah. There were 14 generations from Abraham to David. There were also 14 from David to the exile in Babylonia and 14 more to the birth of the Messiah. This is how Jesus Christ was born. A young woman named Mary was engaged to Joseph from King David's family. But before they were married, she learned that she was going to have a baby by God's Holy Spirit. Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly call off the wedding. While Joseph was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So the Lord's promise came true. Just as the prophet had said, A virgin will have a baby boy, and he will be called Emmanuel. Which means? God is with us. After Joseph woke up, he and Mary were soon married, just as the Lord's angel had told him to do. But they did not sleep together before her baby was born. Then Joseph named him Jesus. Matthew, chapter 2 When Jesus was born in the village of Bethlehem in Judea, Herod was king. During this time, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and said, Where is the child born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was worried, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem. Herod brought together the chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses and asked them, Where will the Messiah be born? They told him, he will be born in Bethlehem, just as the prophet wrote. Bethlehem, in the land of Judea. You are very important among the towns of Judea. From your town will come a leader who will be like a shepherd for my people Israel. Herod secretly called in the wise men and asked them when they had first seen the star. He told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, let me know. I want to go and worship him too. The wise men listened to what the king said and then left. And the star that they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped 
over the place where the child was. They were thrilled and excited to see the star. When the men went into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and worshipped him. They took out their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and gave them to him. Later, they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, and they went back home by another road. After the wise men had gone, an angel from the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, hurry, and take the child and his mother to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is looking for the child and wants to kill him. That night, Joseph got up and took his wife and the child to Egypt, where they stayed until Herod died. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet had said, I called my son out of Egypt. When Herod found out that the wise men from the east had tricked him, he was very angry. He gave orders for his men to kill all the boys who lived in or near Bethlehem and were two years old and younger. This was based on what he had learned from the wise men. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet Jeremiah had said, In Ramah a voice was heard, crying and weeping loudly. Rachel was mourning for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were dead. After King Herod died, an angel from the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph while he was still in Egypt. The angel said, Get up and take the child and his mother back to Israel. The people who wanted to kill him are now dead. Joseph got up and left with them for Israel. But when he heard that Herod's son Archelaus was now ruler of Judea, he was afraid to go there. Then, in a dream, he was told to go to Galilee and they went to live there in the town of Nazareth. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet had said, He will be called a Nazarene. Matthew chapter 3 Years later, John the Baptist started preaching in the desert of Judea. He said, Turn back to God. The kingdom of heaven will soon be here. John was the one the prophet Isaiah was talking about when he said, In the desert someone is shouting, Get the road ready for the Lord, make a straight path for him. John wore clothes made of camel's hair. He had a leather strap around his waist and ate grasshoppers and wild honey. From Jerusalem and all Judea and from the Jordan River Valley, crowds of people went to John. They told how sorry they were for their sins and he baptised them in the river. Many Pharisees and Sadducees also came to be baptised, but John said to them, You bunch of snakes! Who warned you to run from the coming judgement? Do something to show that you have really given up your sins, and don't start telling yourselves that you belong to Abraham's family. I tell you that God can turn these stones into children for Abraham. An axe is ready to cut the trees down at their roots. Any tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into a fire. I baptise you with water so that you will give up your sins. But someone more powerful is going to come, and I'm not good enough even to carry his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His threshing fork is in his hand, and he is ready to separate the wheat from the husks. He will store the wheat in a barn and burn the husks in a fire that never goes out. Jesus left Galilee and went to the Jordan River to be baptised by John. But John kept objecting and said, I ought to be baptised by you. Why have you come to me? Jesus answered, For now this is how it should be, 
because we must do all that God wants us to do. Then John agreed, so Jesus was baptized, and as soon as he came out of the water, the sky opened, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down on him like a dove. Then a voice from heaven said, This is my own dear Son, and I am pleased with him. Matthew chapter 4 The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert so that the devil could test him. After Jesus had gone without eating for forty days and nights, he was very hungry. Then the devil came to him and said, If you are God's son, tell these stones to turn into bread. Jesus answered, The scriptures say no one can live only on food. People need every word that God has spoken. Next, the devil took Jesus to the holy city and had him stand on the highest part of the temple. The devil said, If you are God's son, jump off. The scriptures say, God will give his angels orders about you. They will catch you in their arms, and you won't hurt your feet on the stones. Jesus answered, The scriptures also say, Don't try to test the Lord your God. Finally, the devil took Jesus up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms on earth and their power. The devil said to him, I will give all this to you if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus answered, Go away, Satan. The scriptures say, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left Jesus, and angels came to help him. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he went to Galilee. But instead of staying in Nazareth, Jesus moved to Capernaum. This town was beside Lake Galilee, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. So God's promise came true, just as the prophet Isaiah had said, Listen, lands of Zebulun and Naphtali, lands along the road to the sea and east of the Jordan. Listen, Galilee, a land of the Gentiles. Although your people live in darkness, they will see a bright light. Although they live in the shadow of death, a light will shine on them. Then Jesus started preaching. Turn back to God. The kingdom of heaven will soon be here. While Jesus was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw two brothers. One was Simon, also known as Peter, and the other was Andrew. They were fishermen, and they were casting their net into the lake. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I will teach you how to bring in people instead of fish. Right then the two brothers dropped their nets and went with him. Jesus walked on until he saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in a boat with their father, mending their nets. Jesus asked them to come with him too. Right away they left the boat and their father and went with Jesus. Jesus went all over Galilee, teaching in the Jewish meeting places and preaching the good news about God's kingdom. He also healed every kind of disease and sickness. News about him spread all over Syria, and people with every kind of sickness or disease were brought to him. Some of them had a lot of demons in them, others were thought to be crazy, and still others could not walk. But Jesus healed them all. Large crowds followed Jesus from Galilee and the region around the ten cities known as Decapolis. They also came from Jerusalem, Judea, and from across the Jordan River. Matthew chapter 5
When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the side of a mountain and sat down. Jesus' disciples gathered around him, and he taught them. God blesses those people who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. God blesses those people who grieve. They will find comfort. God blesses those people who are humble. The earth will belong to them. God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. They will be given what they want. God blesses those people who are merciful. They will be treated with mercy. God blesses those people whose hearts are pure. They will see him. God blesses those people who make peace. They will be called his children. God blesses those people who are treated badly for doing right. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. God will bless you when people insult you, mistreat you, and tell all kinds of evil lies about you because of me. Be happy and excited. You will have a great reward in heaven. People did these same things to the prophets who lived long ago. You are like salt for everyone on earth. But if salt no longer tastes like salt, how can it make food salty? All it is good for is to be thrown out and walked on. You are like light for the whole world. A city built on top of a hill cannot be hidden, and no one would light a lamp and put it under a clay pot. A lamp is placed on a lampstand, where it can give light to everyone in the house. Make your light shine, so that others will see the good that you do, and will praise your Father in heaven. Don't suppose that I came to do away with the law and the prophets. I did not come to do away with them, but to give them their full meaning. Heaven and earth may disappear, but I promise you that not even a period or comma will ever disappear from the law. Everything written in it must happen. If you reject even the least important command in the law and teach others to do the same, you will be the least important person in the kingdom of heaven. But if you obey and teach others its commands, you will have an important place in the kingdom. You must obey God's commands better than the Pharisees and the teachers of the law obey them. If you don't, I promise you that you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You know that our ancestors were told, Do not murder, and a murderer must be brought to trial. But I promise you that if you are angry with someone, you will have to stand trial. If you call someone a fool, you will be taken to court, and if you say that someone is worthless, you will be in danger of the fires of hell. So, if you are about to place your gift on the altar and remember that someone is angry with you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. Make peace with that person, then come back and offer your gift to God. Before you are dragged into court, make friends with the person who has accused you of doing wrong. If you don't, you will be handed over to the judge and then to the officer who will put you in jail. I promise you that you will not get out until you have paid the last cent you owe. You know the commandment which says, be faithful in marriage. But I tell you that if you look at another woman and want her, you are already unfaithful in your thoughts. If your right eye causes you to sin, 
poke it out and throw it away. It is better to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to end up in hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, chop it off and throw it away. It is better to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. You have been taught that a man who divorces his wife must write out divorce papers for her. But I tell you not to divorce your wife unless she has committed some terrible sexual sin. If you divorce her, you will cause her to be unfaithful, just as any man who marries her is guilty of taking another man's wife. You know that our ancestors were told, Don't use the Lord's name to make a promise unless you are going to keep it. But I tell you not to swear by anything when you make a promise. Heaven is God's throne, so don't swear by heaven. The earth is God's footstool, so don't swear by the earth. Jerusalem is the city of the great king, so don't swear by it. Don't swear by your own head. You cannot make one hair white or black. When you make a promise, say only yes or no. Anything else comes from the devil. You know that you have been taught an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to try to get even with a person who has done something to you. When someone slaps your right cheek, turn and let that person slap your other cheek. If someone sues you for your shirt, give up your coat as well. If a soldier forces you to carry his pack one mile, carry it two miles. When people ask you for something, give it to them. When they want to borrow money, lend it to them. You have heard people say, Love your neighbours and hate your enemies. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for anyone who mistreats you. Then you will be acting like your Father in heaven. He makes the sun rise on both good and bad people. And he sends rain for the ones who do right and for the ones who do wrong. If you love only those people who love you, will God reward you for that? Even tax collectors love their friends. If you greet only your friends, what's so great about that? Don't even unbelievers do that. But you must always act like your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 6 when you do good deeds, don't try to show off. If you do, you won't get a reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to the poor, don't blow a loud horn. That's what show-offs do in the meeting places and on the street corners, because they are always looking for praise. I can assure you that they already have their reward. When you give to the poor, don't let anyone know about it. Then your gift will be given in secret. Your father knows what is done in secret, and he will reward you. When you pray, don't be like those show-offs who love to stand up and, and pray in the meeting places and on the street corners. They do this just to look good. I can assure you that they already have their reward. When you pray, go into a room alone and close the door. Pray to your father in private. He knows what is done in private, and he will reward you. When you pray... Don't talk on and on as people do who don't know God. They think God likes to hear long prayers. Don't be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask. You should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, help us to honour your name. Come and set up your kingdom, so that everyone on earth will obey you as you are obeyed in heaven. Give us our food for today. Forgive us for doing wrong as we forgive others. Keep us from being tempted and protect us from evil. 
If you forgive others for the wrongs they do to you, your Father in heaven will forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you go without eating, don't try to look gloomy as those show-offs do when they go without eating. I can assure you that they already have their reward. Instead, comb your hair and wash your face. Then others won't know that you are going without eating, but your Father sees what is done in private, and he will reward you. Don't store up treasures on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them, and thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy them, and thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. Your eyes are like a window for your body. When they are good, you have all the light you need. But when your eyes are bad, everything is dark. If the light inside you is dark, you are in the dark. You cannot be the slave of two masters. You will like one more than the other, or be more loyal to one than the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I tell you not to worry about your life. Don't worry about having something to eat, drink or wear. Isn't life more than food or clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't plant or harvest. They don't even store grain in barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Aren't you worth more than birds? Can worry make you live longer? Why worry about clothes? Look how the wild flowers grow. They don't work hard to make their clothes. But I tell you that Solomon, with all his wealth, wasn't as well clothed as one of them. God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields, even though it is here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow. He will surely do even more for you. Why do you have such little faith? Don't worry and ask yourselves, will we have anything to eat? Will we have anything to drink? Will we have any clothes to wear? Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your Father in heaven knows that you need all of these. But more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. You have enough to worry about today. Matthew Chapter 7 Don't condemn others, and God won't condemn you. God will be as hard on you as you are on others. He will treat you exactly as you treat them. You can see the speck in your friend's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own eye. How can you say, My friend, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you don't see the log in your own eye? You're nothing but show-offs. First, take the log out of your own eye. Then you can see how to take the speck out of your friend's eye. Don't give to dogs what belongs to God. They will only turn and attack you. Don't throw pearls down in front of pigs. They will trample all over them. Ask and you will receive. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. Everyone who asks will receive, everyone who searches will find, and the door will be opened for everyone who knocks. Would any of you give your hungry child a stone, if the child asked for some bread? Would you give your child a snake, if the child asked for a fish? 
As bad as you are, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. But your heavenly Father is even more ready to give good things to people who ask. Treat others as you want them to treat you. This is what the law and the prophets are all about. Go in through the narrow gate. The gate to destruction is wide, and the road that leads there is easy to follow. A lot of people go through that gate, but the gate to life is very narrow. The road that leads there is so hard to follow that only a few people find it. Watch out for false prophets. They dress up like sheep, but inside they are wolves who have come to attack you. You can tell what they are by what they do. No one picks grapes or figs from thorn bushes. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that produces bad fruit will be chopped down and burned. You can tell who the false prophets are by their deeds. Not everyone who calls me their Lord will get into the kingdom of heaven. Only the ones who obey my Father in heaven will get in. On the day of judgment, many will call me their Lord. They will say, We preached in your name, and in your name we forced out demons and worked many miracles. But I will tell them, I will have nothing to do with you. Get out of my sight, you evil people. Anyone who hears and obeys these teachings of mine is like a wise person who built a house on solid rock. Rain poured down, rivers flooded, and winds beat against that house. But it did not fall, because it was built on solid rock. Anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey them is like a foolish person who built an house on sand. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Finally, it fell with a crash. When Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were surprised at his teaching. He taught them like someone with authority, and not like their teachers of the law of Moses.